0: Welcome to On, on base, base and, and Off point. point.
1: Life in the Deep End with J.R. and Vinny. Good evening, Vinny. Good evening, Jr. What's going on? Not much. Just uh, excited to do the pod tonight. Got a great topic. A bunch of great
0: topics. You sure do. Where do you so, want to start this? Podcast?
1: I would like to do what we did last week and maybe make this the standard, which is... The on-bass um, part? The on-bass part. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> bass players, because that's what we are. We are bass players.
0: At least that's what they told me when I signed up for the, for the Air Force. Well, I
1: signed up for violin in fourth grade, but somehow
0: turned I wasn't bass? good
1: enough so I ended up in the bass section. Uh,
0: more is the pity for the violin players.
1: So anyways, we're going to um, feature Getty Lee tonight from the band Rush. Cool. Which this could just be part one. I don't know. We'll see how far we get. I don't want to Go too long, but he's a he's a very
0: influential player. He's, he's extremely player. influential. He's uh, what about sixty five years old, I think, if I remember oh, correctly. He's got to be older than that. No, I think he's 60, I think he's sixty five. Uh, wow, maybe sixty seven. I think he's he's, he's in is his he 60. only
1: ten years older than ah, us.
0: Yeah, is not scary. He was
1: doing no. this. He
0: was doing this a long time ago too, Jr. Huh? Yeah, he he was he was the kind of guy that he had influences like Paul McCartney and James Jamerson. Got guys like that that were popular when he was a kid.
1: Born Gary Lee Weinrib. Don't call me that. July 29th, 1953. Professionally known as Gary Lee.
0: So he's, what, 66? So, 66. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's not that old. No. Considering I'm going to be 57, that's not old at all. I know. But now he's, he's been, I guess right now, uh, Rush has kind of taken a hiatus because of uh, Neil Peart,
1: maybe a permanent hiatus.
0: Well, he said something later about the possibility of different iterations of of Rush, like like Alec Lifeson going out by himself, or Geddy and Alex going out with another drummer, something like that. But yeah, I mean, think about it. How much money? How much more money do they need to make?
1: Well, it's not about money. I, I think it's just that's what he's done his whole life. Well, that's true. I mean, they were playing in the '70s. Where were we in the '70s? We were in like fourth grade. Yeah, so when did you first hear Rush and what kind of attracted you to it,
0: it, You know, this, is, that it, this band. is kind of a weird story. It was actually in high school because I was really, my father had played all these jazz records. You know, I didn't have a lot. I was listening to like Chicago, Blood mm-hmm. Sweat and Tears. So by the time I got to high school, I really wasn't listening to a lot of heavy rock and roll. But then I started listening to like Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. And, right. But the, the album that, that turned me on to Rush, somebody lent, lent me 2112.
1: And That's a great album. Twenty
0: one twelve to me was I didn't really get the whole rock odyssey, you know, operatic ish type of, right. of thing. And that whole thing was like that you know yeah sure was especially the first side and i'm listening to this thing and i'm like instantly hooked like like this is so cool i hate broadway shows but that's it's, what it was but, but technically it was a it was a rock and roll version of a broadway show but it was great because it was just or a fantastic. movie
1: because it's like apocalyptic yeah or yeah. post you know apocalyptic world but where
0: it was fantastic so i really the guy that was the guy was uh in the band with me that turned me on to this stuff He happened to be a a pothead, so he thought he was going to turn me into a pothead by me listening to Rush. I don't get the correlation, but...
1: That's why I stayed away from people that wore Rush t-shirts. I thought they were all... They've scared me. They
0: were all potheads.
1: Yeah, I was in middle school. I'm like... Dude,
0: they're, those, they're, they're, stay they're, away from those they're, people, they're, man. They're, crazy. they're messed that, up. And that singer, that girl singer in the band. <laughs> 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 so, I like, wait a minute. So
1: I drove Natalie down to, my daughter down to Florida. We bought her a car. So I said, we'll road trip it down from Dayton. And I um, put 2112 on my iPod or my phone. And we played it going down because I wanted her to hear it and kind of, sure. I think she fell asleep. I had to explain some of yeah. it to her. Why did they do this, song? What is he talking about?
0: Yeah, this doesn't make any sense to me. I like like the end. Just like another brick in the wall. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But uh, it's such a cool concept. It's like a movie or a rock opera. Right. But it's just an album.
0: And and if you think about it, did they... I mean, I know that they didn't start that, but that was one of the more prominent ones that came out.
1: You could probably go back to The Who with... Uh, Tommy, Tommy, Quadrophenia. The boys are all right. Right. Those were certainly rock operas that got into that type of uh, storytelling, I guess. Yeah,
0: storytelling. Um,
1: Using music and then the Who. Quadrophenia was a great, cool movie. Sting's in that movie. That could be a a, a future. Future. You know, we could do John Entwistle, and then Sting, or Sting, then John Entwistle. But um, yeah, I thought that the whole twenty one twelve was really cool because it's it's like future. It's it's like Terminator. Yeah. You're in a future where there's no music, right? And this guy finds a music. He finds a guitar, and it's like he's in a cave or something. You hear like a little trickling of a
0: like a, sh- a waterfall, a waterfall, but like in a
1: cave or something. Yeah. He's like, you get this real trebly. You know, trying to tune his guitar up or whatever. Yeah. And he's all excited and then, you know, the high priest shut him down and say, No. You can't listen to that stuff.
0: That's, the, that's the, wrong. You, Put that
1: down. The old human race had that. That's was their demise. Mm-hmm. Go away. Go away. And he's like, No, that's not true. And then he ends up having a dream and he thinks he's you know, getting in touch with the old man you know, the old race and all this stuff, and then he I think he I think he kills himself. As well he should <laughs> and at the very end, the old the old humans come back and take control that's what uh, that's my take on it because that's you it. hear this at the end, we have assumed control right right, right we right, have right, assumed right, right, control right, right. I, I think that's the I, that. I think that's the old you know the race that had guitars coming back and like taking over earth it's like Planet of the Apes, man it's like a musical planet of the Apes. <laughs>
0: Damn dirty hands off my guitar. <laughs> you ape. Damn dirty ape. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Gibson. You <laughs> fucking a, ape. That's an old Gibson, too, you <laughs> bastard. It's
1: like a Les Paul. I think Les Paul actually played that, you damn dirty ape. <laughs> that's
0: beautiful. You know, his, his, he's got a, a book out now, The Great Big Book of Bass. The Dirty it's, Ape. Who's got this? No, no, out? no. Giddy Lee. We're past the Dirty Ape,
1: too. <laughs> oh, back to Giddy Lee's. Back, back sorry. To Giddy Lee. sorry. Sorry, I got lost.
0: <laughs> that's why we're off point um, <laughs> we are quite off point <laughs> i don't know if there is a point coming up coming
1: back to base jr hello hello, hello. okay um, so yeah. back
0: to base so so he has this book out now it's a great big book of bass. it's like it's a it's a coffee coffee table book oh cool and it's like all the bases i believe if i've got this right all the bases that he has he has like 300 i'll oh, bet like and there's a couple of YouTube videos if you, if you, if you uh, put like Getty Lee basses or something like that. He'll take he'll you out the back of his, his stage and he'll go, I bought this one and this year this is a, a 1965 Fender Jazz Bass, uh, pink salmon color. Uh, right. And it'll just go through the whole bit of them and he, they show him clips where he, he's using them on, on the gig. Oh, now cool. I, I think this is, this is real recent where he started doing this. But like we went on the road, he was using like 30 bases or 35 bases or something like that. It's a cool book. I have to get it.
1: No doubt. No know. doubt. Um, I remember a friend of mine had a cassette of moving pictures. Now, I think moving pictures for Rush is a very, uh, it's like a pivot point. Because through the seven, you know, you, you they had the Rush album, which had Working Man on it, right. which kind of started things off, and they they went kind of off the deep end with Caress of Steel. Nobody understands Caress of Steel. You're supposed to understand it? yeah, and I don't think so. Okay. It's it's Neil Peart wrote all the lyrics okay. to Caress of Steel, and I, it's it's out there. Um, and after that, I think was Fly By Night, Fly by night. Yep. which was a great album, and. Is there one more after that? I'm trying to think. Before they did a live album, then they did like Permanent Waves, Hemisphere, right. Moving Pictures, the and then once again they did Exit Stage yeah. Left, which is another live album of the of that you know
0: that, that 10, era. 10, 10, 10, 10. Or those three. Well, if you, they've been doing this since what the 70s, right? The, the early right. 70s. That's
1: but I thought 30. those those that era, but between their their first one and Moving Pictures was kind of, it's kind of like uh, a library in and of itself. Oh, yeah. Because I think they made it, next album was Signals. Right. And things kind of made a turn from there, because they were always trying to do, um, keep up with the times and change their music, and, you know, keep up with the times and the sounds.
0: And, oh, you gotta get it. I mean, get getting these basses changed so much. He was playing wall basses for a while. Yeah, he played Steinberger basses in the '80s. I remember that. And Steinberger was one of those innovative basses. I mean, you know, I I had one from the Air Force. I did I w- too. I wish I could have kept the damn thing. I
1: had a five-string Steinberger. I had a four and a five.
2: Yeah,
0: and the four, um, I love that damn thing. I got it like in '85, right when those damn things oh wow, came out.
1: I didn't have it till like '93 or '94. By then it was it's kind of they were yeah. on their way out.
0: Yeah, and and. You probably had one of the bases that I had at McGuire because we shipped them it. It probably machine. was yeah. it might have been the same base it probably was
1: but that's the first five string I ever owned. was this that
0: yeah, I, I was really disappointed I, I, with, I mean I, not not to go too far into this rabbit hole, but I was disappointed yeah. with their five strings because they just took the, the four string and they, put, they made room for a five.: It was very tight: It was very tight, and it was, it was, the B string was not very uh, responsive. Very, very responsive at all. Agreed. The, the the four four string. I love that. You could put that thing in fire, or or in in, in snow banks, and other than making sure, yeah, it's just like the modulus. <laughs> it's, it's like my modulus. Yeah, Except not, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah, that was. But I like the fact that you can you could use it, and everybody would go. What, what the is that? Because there was it? no
1: headstock. No headstock. You know it it where you like tune bo- the it like a right. It, it, there was no headstock. The headstocks where you tune the the bass, and there were, that's where you just okay. had strings. You know, straight across, fed through there, straight through, and then you would tune down at the bridge with these little knobs.
0: Uh, Ned Steinberger actually developed that particular Steinberger system. Right, that was that was uh, very innovative.
1: Right, but I think Rush would, for me was probably Moving Pictures was one of the most important albums I ever owned. Somebody gave it to me on cassette, mm-hmm. and I remember just playing it until I wore it out. Yeah. The, uh, Tom Sawyer, into oh, Red Barchetta, yeah. into YYZ, right. into Limelight, and I just, I, I would put that on and just learn the bass, you know, first I would listen to it, I, yeah. and I would, this, I had to be like 14 or 15, so I was using the Shoe Leather Express to get around, I was walking a lot, so I had a little, you know, Walkman or whatever, I and I would just is. listen, listen, and listen, and listen to that album, and then I started to really get into the second side. Which is Camera Eye, Okay Witch Hunt, and Vital Signs. Okay. Which also, just after a while, I just couldn't stop listening to it.
0: Yeah. But it was it was a very different sound. Yeah, Geddy Lee's sound in that whole entire time, I mean, if if you could say with, with no uncertain terms the Jaco Pastorius' sound was unique in his own, right. and you could pick it out of a lineup, I wouldn't hazard a guess, The Getty Lee's sound would probably be a top five. Maybe, maybe two or three. Yeah. Because James Jamerson's sound was definitely, for sure, was definitely a special sound. Paul McCartney's sound was a very special sound. And,
1: I don't know, I think the whole band, the whole sound of the band, for me, was very different at the time. It wasn't like any other
0: band. No, no, no. I mean,
1: especially that album. That album was a departure from a lot of the more hard rock sound that they were getting on, uh, you know, like Working Man and Fly By Night, and more. They were starting to use synthesizers,
0: right. When he was using using uh, those damn pe- that damn Tarkus pedal or whatever, yeah. That damn thing. I'm, I yeah. don't know how the hell he did that. Insane. And I don't know how he sings and plays the lines that he plays. Right. right. It's, you really have to have those ingrained so much that you 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 just play them out of sheer rote and habit.
1: Right. I mean, some of them he's not singing like. Spirit of the Radio, I was trying to fool around with that last night and it's, there's some licks in there that are just monstrous, it's just like and they're they're not anything like I would play, you know what I mean it's it's like, and they're not pentatonics he's not just going, you know right it's like right that's not That's that's not a pentatonic scale. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, he, you he, know,
0: he was definitely, he still is, a, a very inno- innovative player As far as those lines and something like that.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, is it uh, No, Not stuff you're... It's not, you it's not ACDC. No, it's definitely not. In the there's AC/DC. a lot going on yeah. with a lot of those songs. And, and Neil Peart, he did a lot of odd time signature stuff. Like, people don't even realize that there's odd meters in Tom Sawyer. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> well, it all just that sounds work. so natural. And Peart is doing all that world music stuff. Right. He's got all that, that crazy, crazy percussion stuff around him on top of everything else. <laughs> he's know. got
1: that, but he's got like every size tom that there ever was made in the world. It's Times like two. <laughs> I've got <laughs> I've got two inch toms. Two, three-inch toms. All the way to like 96-inch floor tom. I only have one of those, a
0: gun. <laughs> <laughs> which
1: which I hit once. Hit once, and it's and only on on a it's, uh, Once a tour. <laughs> once a
2: tour. I Usually when we're in Toronto,
1: <laughs> I will hit the Wu Wu-Ton. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> oh, the Wu Tang Gong. A,
1: yeah, it sounds like you're talking about photon torpedoes. <laughs> oh!
0: <laughs>
1: don't get me excited. You're giving it away. Hey, who's who's your cousin that, um, or your uncle or someone that likes that listens in? Oh, and, uh,
0: um, Mike Mike Walters. Okay, uh, he's my he's my brother-in-law. Okay, this is for Mike.
1: <laughs> that so, is an Irish stout beer, Mike. With with uh, it's got one of those nitro thingies in there from Breckenridge Brewery. Where's that? It's in Breckenridge, Colorado. Ah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Breck. They they make uh, Fat tire. Oh. It's a good beer. Flat tire. Yes. On basin on point. Not brought
0: to you by yeah. Breckenridge Got Brewery.
1: More more hops <laughs> hop soda. <laughs> Having hop sodas tonight yeah. instead of wine. Yeah. We're mixing it up a little, mix little bit.
0: It up a little bit. It makes it makes it a little. So. Bit easier to talk, I guess.
1: But um, yeah. yeah. So anyways. Getty Lee, highly influential in, in my world, because it kind of turned I really had to sit down, tear those lines apart and listen. And I eventually got the album, and the album was, you know, when you're, when you're 14 years old and you have a Sears bass, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And you're sitting in your room, it's like you just have to keep picking the needle up putting it
0: back there. and moving yeah. it back.: Yeah it Imagine doing that with eight track dude. <laughs> oh, ooh. I, like, I have to go back to. Oh shit! to switch channel.
1: Program. Yeah, perfect. Oh shit!
0: <laughs> so that was a great. Oh no, I can't rewind this. I couldn't do that.
1: the Red Barchetta. Oh, that right,
0: that's right. When I first heard
1: that song, it didn't do anything for me, but wound up being my favorite song on the album. Really? I love that song.
0: Well, good for you. Good for
1: that's you. A, that's a great tune. Eventually, I'll, I'll, do, I'll take those changes and write a tune there next week. All right. Call it Russian Roulette. Russian
0: Roulette.
1: Just yeah. spin the wheel. All right, spin the wheel, Vanna. But it'll be spelled Russian, R-U-S-H-I-N, Russian Roulette.
0: Oh, that's not the wrong wheel. <laughs> <laughs> wrong wheel, Vanna. I'm sorry.
1: We've <laughs>
0: been doing this for 70 years.
1: <laughs> she still looks like, you know.
0: Well, notice they don't show any close ups anymore.
1: No. Well, we're all getting older.
0: Well, none of us were lookers. She was a looker. Hey, you've got a face for podcast. Uh, you, you have no idea. No, in, yes, you
1: do. In fact, I have a, I've got photographs. Matter of fact, I'm going to put photographs of us uh, up on the on the Facebook page so get out there folks follow us on Facebook yeah, like us like us
0: or don't like us and tell us why it's <laughs> so we'll even search.
1: better yet always always up for feedback constructive feedback yes,
0: please constructive
1: person, not deconstructive right.
0: you have enough of that feedback I didn't like that let's do it again
1: <laughs> alright we might come back to Giddy Lee okay. next week we're going to press on for the rest of you who maybe tuned in for other segments, other of, segments our show. of our show to include the finer things,
0: and yeah, go, to the go to the
1: Weller, and um, just any old topic that we. What's on your noodle? What's on your noodle? So, Vinny, what's on your noodle? Well,
0: um, I'm going to talk about uh, a combination of two things. That the the first one is is a warning to children out there about um, when it comes to going on your own. My my stepson is starting to try to find his way. He's got a job, he's trying to get a, an apartment, he's got a girlfriend, you know, all that, all the stuff that uh, we consider to be adulting. So uh, apparently his girlfriend is having some trouble with her parents and she got kicked out of the house, so he's trying to find a place for her. Does he, she work? Yeah, she, she's got a job. Or so he could freeload off of her. Well, he's got a job. He's working for McDonald's. Didn't he just start like... Minutes ago,
1: he probably, well, he just he, turned on the the French fryer
0: just now. He he, he told Chrissy that that he he was uh, he was working at eight in the afternoon. Eight in the afternoon. Oh my God! And Chrissy proceeded to tell him that afternoon is usually between. 12 and 5 you
2: know, and then there's maybe a, even maybe six. 6
0: and then there's evening and then there's late evening and then there's morning 8pm <laughs> eight, eight, eight happens at night in the evening oh ok so he, he said he was going to work at 8pm eight, eight, eight 8pm in the afternoon
1: as opposed to zero 08 and in the zero, evening yeah right 08pm oh,
2: yeah.
0: that doesn't make yeah. sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, she, she told me that and I just looked at her and go what? You've got, yeah. Yeah, OK. So so he found somebody through an app that was going to rent him an apartment. So
2: Chrissy's yeah. holding
0: on to his money. And it's, you know, try to keep him from, right. from doing anything foolish before right. he has a chance to do it. But it's his money. Sure. So he gets on this app. And this person is contacting him and says he needs a roommate. He's going to be in these apartments over by the Kroger. And now, mind you, this is all through messaging or texting. Right. Nice. Um, so, in the process of this, that was thunder. If you heard that th- in the yeah, background, that was thunder.
1: Then <laughs> he paused and looked out the window. I'm like,
0: yeah, after that's after uh, tornadoes a couple of weeks ago, it's like you know, he's a little skittish. And the sky turns <laughs> turns a different color, you know. <laughs> Saying, Good I, news. I, I, we're where we need to be. Right, we're in the basement. We're in my basement. Yeah, that's So perfect. Yeah, the podcast goes on. So anyway, <laughs> he, goes, he goes back and forth. I, I can see it now. It, it's it's like it's like the uh, the weather channel. I'm sitting in my backyard doing a podcast. You know, the winds are wait. Let me see. 50, 70. Oh, there goes my phone.
2: Yeah, it's, my it's,
0: microphone. It's <laughs> yeah, I, um, I'm not. I I'll do a lot for this podcast. All right. Um, so he that.
1: he goes so, on the app. And this guy needs a roommate,
0: right? So he's he he says, "I need fourteen hundred dollars." So MJ texts Chrissy and says, "I need fourteen hundred dollars. I'm going to get an apartment." So little red lights are going off in my head, not not like the tornado lights, but right. going fourteen hundred bucks. What, what Spidey first sense last, is first month last month's rent? What's what going the on? Hell is this? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because I'm doing numbers in my head, going. If even if he's paying for him and his girlfriend, that's three hundred dollars a piece, first month, last month's rent. You're
1: still about a grand.
0: That's you know that's a lot of damn money, right? So, Chrissy's like, no, that, that that's not right. It, something's wrong. So she's trying to tell him this, and I said, Chrissy, he's gonna have to figure out it's his own. So it was a scam. The guy wanted to get his credit card number and money, and he uh, didn't. He didn't, give him, he didn't give him anything. That's good. So, but this is the this ties into the second part of this. At the age that he's at, almost at the age that your kids are at. Your kids are twenty. Yeah. So they're they're getting to the point where they're they're figuring it out and getting themselves to the point where they're ready to leap off into whatever they're doing after next year.
1: Yeah, Natalie already leapt off. Leapt off. She's, she's, she's,
0: she's flown the coop. She's she's flown the coop. She's she's surfing her way through life. Um, <laughs> yeah. Natalie, if you're listening, just just breathe. Just um, be careful. Yeah, be that, smart. That too. Um, but anyway, in. in there's a point in time where you have to listen to your mother and father. The problem is, a, a, a friend of mine that I wrote one of the tunes for last week, um, Chris Ward, wrote the tune enough because he had, he had got married and he lost his brother and then he lost his father. And he, we, had, we were having these conversations about our dads. And he's, it's kind of his cathartic way to go through all this stuff. Sure. And he's talking about the fact that he should have listened to his father more and that his father said all these good things and he wishes he could have gone back. And slapped his nineteen year old self and said, Do what your father says and just shut up and mm-hmm. right. Yeah. But that whole listening to your mom and dad thing, MJ finally listened and he understood, because there was a certain time that Chrissy almost got taken that way and MJ was involved and it, they said, Well mm-hmm. hey, you pay me the money, we'll put the key in the mailbox, you know, kind of thing where I'm going, No, 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 hell no. And when she thought about it, she knew it was wrong. Well when he thought about it, he knew he was wrong. Right. But you gotta, you got to be thankful that after all that craziness that he didn't give somebody $1,400. You know. Listen to your mom and dad. Listen to your mom and dad. They may not be the, not the nicest people all the time, but they know what the hell they're talking about.
1: Even, I mean, even if you don't, I think it's part of life. It's like I told Natalie not to go to California. I said, you can make more money here. But, you know, it's, it's her life. She's 20 years old high risk high reward she might do really well make some great comp you know contacts out there so on and so what's, forth
0: what's her eventual goal as far as a job
1: well she's in graphic design i think she's trying to meet folks that are in the surfing industry to maybe get a job maybe at a place that makes surfboards or whatever oh, like, i think the like industry de-
0: design on surfboards well i don't
1: know maybe a company hmm. that's out there there's there's no surfing degree that i know of I don't you think you can take... Beach Hard knots or, or something,
0: I don't know, you know. I, mean, I got my Masters in Longboard, dude. Dude, pass me one like, of those beers. Like, <laughs> is, that, is that food for
1: everybody? Like, Beach Boys, just, can, can you get, a, like, a minor and Beach Boys, dude? And, and, and I was thinking, you know, like, maybe...
0: She probably really likes the Big Lebowski. I don't think she's seen the Big Lebowski. She needs to see that. That might change her life. <laughs>
1: well, I told her, California, is the... Land of fruits and nuts. Good luck out there. People are idiots. They're both. So, but anyways, you make your decisions and life happens and you learn lessons. And that's like resiliency 101. It's like you're going to bounce back from, from it or you can keep, you know, getting beat down and beat yourself up. But, you know, I didn't listen to my dad. Actually, I talked my dad into letting me go to music school, which worked out for me.
0: Right. I think I told that story. Right, you did. So, but... Well, I, not not to uh, jump off the subject, but I think uh, I've now determined what the name of my turn is going to be that's in three. Oh, what is it's it? It's going to be called Lessons. Well, this would be an appropriate time. Well, hence the reason I came up with the name because I'm listening to you, guys, yeah. you. know, life, life is a bunch of yeah. lessons. Some of them are fruitful and some of them yeah. are not. You and, know.
1: and, you know, sometimes mom and dad are right. Sometimes they're not. You know, sometimes we are wrong. Yeah. Um, we're human beings like everybody But, does. but.
0: <laughs> we do have some experience. We, we've had some uh, when ups you, and downs. Ourselves. When
1: you go against what they say, you do so at your own peril. And with your own money. <laughs> <laughs> and your own life sometimes. So, well, that's true, too. So you learn, you'll learn the lessons sooner or later. So, all right. So we're going to do a tune called Lessons it's it's the one in uh d major major. it's the happiest uh, of all keys right no no relation to d minor except it's closely related but it's not really related it's It's like like large bread it breaks i don't i don't want that i want this would you be caught with this i don't (laughs) think so and look over here there's a little bugger in here and there's no one home in here no one's home oh i just hate it i'm sick of it (laughs) But I'm a
0: professional and I'll rise, rise above it. <laughs> That's beautiful. We gotta have that running in the background. That's, yeah, that <laughs> could we, be We get video, we gotta have that shit. Running. It's like it's like you know, like like uh, nineteen eighty four we got cameras in the back <laughs> and they like, TV. We got Nigel Tufnel <laughs> and, uh, and and the Big out Lebowski. Out the, we, the, 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 we get yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: We got Spinal Tap and the Big Lebowski going and <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't need to talk at all. We, we, could, we, could, we just, could just sit here and laugh. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're gonna take some lessons, some surf lessons.
0: This is
2: this life, is for you,
0: Natalie. This
1: is a life lesson. This is a what would Obama call it? Uh, a learning. A learning. When they had a beer, yeah, something like that. Learning opportunity. Opportunity a to excel. Joe, Joe beer. Oh,
0: Joe, Joe bag of donuts.
1: Yeah, something like that. Oh, so, all right, here it is. All right, let's let's throw this thing down. Lessons, life
2: lesson.
1: You put some thought into that. That one, that, that one. Did, no. You didn't just like jot that down on the way over here.
0: No, that one took a little bit Because there's of a little
1: bit of nuance. A little bit.
0: It took, it took there's me, definitely some nuance in it. Was, I like that. That was an early morning thing, that, I, and then all of a sudden... The nicest thing about my job at work is, I mean, much like you, mm-hmm. you get to bring your bass to work.
1: Yeah, I get yeah, to bring lately. my bass to work.
0: <laughs> and and when I, I'm a salesman at work now, I understand, you know, I mean, there's a music store. Well, sport.
1: you're also the assistant manager, don't sell yourself that's short. That's right. That's right. I'm, I'm the
0: assistant manager, don't sell myself <laughs> short. Um,
1: what are they saying? Getty yeah. check? I'm no slouch myself. Oh, you're an incredible don't slouch sell, judge. Yes. Don't sell no, yourself short. Don't sell
0: yourself short. <laughs> short. Yeah. Uh, um, but anyway. That they like, I tell them I'm going to practice, and they're like, "Okay." So you want to go out front and play, and then maybe bring some people in. Well, if I can get a chord, sure. You don't mind if I do that, you know. So I'm just sitting here playing, you know. Uh, uh wait, I just started playing right. around with it, and then it turned into something else. You know, I don't know, if I can read where the damn my hands are on the bass.
1: I like how you got to the B flat major seven yeah. and That's it's like a little deceptive. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's, that's like nice.
0: A, I was gonna keep it keep it uh, D major. I went, like, why? I want to do something different. Yeah, you know?
2: and that's,
1: then, that's the lesson. That's that's the idea. It's like, bing! Oh, I get it, I get it now. I'm going well, through all he, this
0: craziness. And and this, this goes to a, a point when you write in tones. Um, yeah. I, I think we've talked about this before. Do. You, I I know we've had this discussion, but we haven't had the discussion on the podcast. When you're writing a tune, you come up with a set of changes that you like. That's
1: what I usually you, it's do. First. Changes first. Not everybody, but that's what and I it's, do. It's
0: changes first for me. Yeah. Sometimes I write the melody after thinking about it for a while. Sometimes the melody comes out strictly out of the changes when I'm playing the the, the line. Right. Yeah, I can hear that. You know, it just,
1: yeah. It just.
0: But but you know. I don't have all those extra damn strings, so I don't, you know, I can't do all that chord melody guitar the root and stuff. Right. You know, it's all wonderful. Well, I think he only plays a four string. Yeah, but he's got like sixteen digits. You
1: know. <laughs> he's got extra fingers. Yeah, his fingers go faster.
0: <laughs> you know, he, he he turns around and there's like, you know, and, then, and then, he, you know, and all, and yeah, all that shit, shit. I don't know. I I watched him once in a, at a at a like a, a master's class, and I'm just staring at his hands yeah. going. I can't do that.
1: No, I can't. I can't do that.
0: Yeah, so no way. I can't do that. No, you know, i could, I could, I can no. give up everything. I could give up this podcast and practice. Not going to no, happen. Hmm.
1: Like, I a, think part of it is, is
0: if you do it earlier in life. He, he started playing when he was three. Yeah. So And he had a musical family. His brother's all talking to play.
1: Well, if you ask him, Reggie Wooten is the mastermind of all music and all time, and and plays Woot, Woot, uh, Victor to shame. And I'm like, what are you? I get it, Reggie's good, but give yourself a little credit, my man. You sound great. You know, he's a great he's a great musician. So, um, cool. Okay, next topic.
0: Oh, Chrissy told me a story. <laughs> oh Lord. That you uh, guys were doing self aid and buddy (laughs) care.
1: Yeah, so yesterday, my day was at least my morning. Actually, it really took a whole day because you have to do what's called computer based training
0: prior. Oh, that's right. You have have to
1: do, um, you go online and there's these modules, and then at the end, you have to take a test. Now, I've done this many a times and I figured out this is the last time I ever have to do this shit because it's yeah. good for three years beautiful yeah I'm at 26 so that'll take me to 29 and a half years and at that point I'll be, oh, like, be, I'll be like I'm not doing card. it yeah. what are you gonna do, gonna do kick it. me Fire out Fire because I'm already got retirement right hell I might be out by then who knows but anyways it's
0: actually good stuff to know sure sure I mean it, you know it's self-aid and buddy care I mean, if you if you if you have never had it, I mean, it's up to do. To, to somebody has a has a uh, uh, car, car accident. Car accident. Place you could use it. Yeah, fleet used it. Um, Did she really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a guy. She got a she got a metal on the damn thing. Um, really? The guy, a guy got run over by a car in a parking lot, and she it, not like the, like crap. the car backed up over him mm. and. She uh, grabbed the guy and
1: his yoga mat. <laughs> his
0: yoga mat. <laughs> what are you doing
1: yoga for in well,
0: the parking you know, lot? He was—we we, oh, we okay. didn't tell you—he's one of those people that squatted, you know, that the, 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 the in Wall Street, you know. <laughs> the, 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 I can't remember what that damn thing is, but but yeah, he was squatting in the parking lot protesting gas prices. I'm kidding—that's not the case. But anyway, the car rolls over this guy, and he's she catches him and puts him down and, and starts talking to him. He's an, he, he doesn't Going know it shock? He, no, he doesn't know it, but he's, you know, he's. He, I guess he did go into shock, but she's trying sure. to talk to him. To keep his, yeah. Keep his spirits up and talk, and, get, and she waited for the damn ambulance to show up. And But, you know, those kind of things, when they happen, she said, I didn't think about what I was doing, I just did it. Right. You know, and and that's... Well, well like I, it's I said, it's training. like
1: every three years, I go through this training, and I go through the the CBTs, the computer-based training, and it's, you know, you start with airway. Make sure they're, they they have an open airway. It's not CPR. Right. They don't teach you CPR, but someone might not be breathing, and you can help them breathe by opening the airway. Well, opening the bleeding, airway. you know, there's a whole thing on bleeding, and it, the, the CBT is very gross because they actually show a, a pig, do a stuck pig with arterial bleeding, so you can see what a looks like there's yeah <laughs> not yet but it's coming soon. <laughs> it keeps pumping out the blood
0: <laughs> yeah, another 10 minutes that there's paper, some of that it it's just ready for the grill i I'm, i have a I
1: would say queasy stomach i can handle most stuff in the moment i think i'm better than right than um when you watch it on videos and because you know what's coming up and you're like now there's a whole burn thing it's like oh i guess he burned people that's this is the frostbite section. Ugh. That's, it's like, that's even worse. ugh. That's You yeah, know, so you got to, it's just, <laughs> they warn you. Yeah. There are disturbing pictures, but you have to watch them.
0: <laughs> it's, this is ah! part of your test. So uh, is that the one where your eye comes out and you've got to put a
1: cup over your eye? A cup, yeah. So they have changed volume. that because they used to say, cover up both eyes so that they don't move their eye. What, they've, what they have found out that um, leave one eye, the good eye, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not I mean, mandatory, you know, but we would prefer I, I, I that you.
0: I can see now as you're looking at the eyes, determine which one you're going to, to bandage. Usually, yeah. we would
1: bandage the one so that has a projectile it's, it's in it. Yeah,
0: other than that, it's entirely. Now you could accurate. try
1: it the other way: yeah. leave the projectile unsecured and and bandage the good eye.
0: we suggest you hold <laughs> well, the, it in your, the old hold thought. It in your hand.
1: The old thought was you have a projectile in one eye or something in one eye, so. You want to cover that thing. You don't want to take it out. You want to let medical right. staff do that. Cover that eye and then cover the other eye so that they're not looking around. Because when one eye moves, the, eye moves the other, exactly. So, But what they found out was just by sounds that are going on, your eyes move anyways. Right. Whether they're open or not. And if you have both eyes closed, then it increases anxiety. And you have a greater potential for going into shock. Mm-hmm. So that they're makes, like just, yeah, so there's like, you're going you're gonna to be moving that eye one way or another. Why put somebody through the misery of feeling like they're blind? Right. So I asked the question.
0: What did you ask? <laughs> I was like,
1: should we cover both eyes if they have objects in both eyes? Cover their belly button with yeah. their like, yes. third eye. Yes, Chief, you have to cover it. Yes, you would,
0: you would treat both eyes.
1: Good question.
0: What happens if they've been burnt <laughs> by Clorox? Uh, then you pretty much give them sunglasses and tell them that they're not gonna be okay.
1: I don't tell them anybody anything. I'm I'm not a doctor, and this is a great place for us to place our disclaimer. That's
0: right. We are we are not professional anything. I,
1: I'm not a professional self-aid and buddy care instructor.
0: Nor am I a professional psychologist, doctor, or legal ease expert.
1: I'm not a historian. You're not. I mean, you're not. I'm uh, not a librarian though well, you have a library card. <laughs> I do have mm-hmm. I don't have a library card what? either. I know. What? I used to in my old town. I'm not a fireman. I'm not a police officer. I'm not a lawyer. So if I'm if you're looking for legal advice here and I give it, please just realize you, you, I'll give you the advice but realize please check with
0: your parents. I'm,
1: <laughs> ask your <laughs> ask your mom and dad <laughs> and I would listen to them. Yeah. So we're just bass players, and as you can hear,
0: we're even not that
1: good. We're just getting by on that. You we know, were just just barely getting through.
0: Thank you. You want fries with that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here's a tip for the pizza. Now get off my good. lawn. <laughs> I
2: hear
1: you that all
0: stay th- here any longer, <laughs> pizza guy. <laughs>
1: pizza guy, go back to your bass plan. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's perfect. All right. So enough self aid and body care. It's misery. It's misery. It's you got to go through it, but who knows? I made mean, one of the guys. He's he's getting out in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. We'll I said, well, what else do you have to do? Nothing. Then you're going to go through self aid and buddy care. You might need it, just like Felita did. You may be in a parking lot or
0: the, the next time. Next time I see I'm going to ask about that question because I, I think yeah. I got the story right. But in case I don't, I'll I'll, I'll read yeah, so, so. So
1: Felita, this squatter that was in the Walmart <laughs> parking with <laughs> his yoga mat <laughs> with his
0: yoga. Mat. <laughs> <laughs> he'll get,
1: he'll get mad and, and uh, <laughs> oh my! So I had something I wanted to talk about the K ball. The K ball. I got the K ball back.
0: What is the K ball?
1: So in the NFL, they have a designated ball for kickers.
0: Oh right, okay, sure. It's called it. Sure, it's a it, it's it has
1: a K on it. Right, right where the you put you know where you inflate the thing. There's a K. Okay. So I have taken possession of the K ball.
0: Where did you get this K ball?
1: Pittsburgh. I I retrieved it. I've had possession of it before.
0: How how did you originally get possession of it?
1: That's a very good question. I'm glad you asked. So my brother Kenny and I, Um, We went to see uh, the Steelers play the Ravens in Three Rivers Stadium. Now, this is before Heinz Field, and it was the last season of Three Rivers before they tore it down. Opening day, we're playing the Ravens at home. He's got season tickets. They're in the end zone. And we're stoked. We get there, we get our seats. It's a beautiful, sunny Sunday afternoon. And I drove out from here from Dayton. This is when I was stationed here earlier. And as we sit down, it goes, yeah, we, we get balls here. And I'm like, what do you mean we get balls here? It goes, Yeah, like when they kick the ball for field goals or extra points there are times where it goes oh you know they come into the thing i'm like there's a big net there it's like no, that sometimes the net's not high enough and balls come into this section so it's like all right whatever so sure enough Ravens score a touchdown. Matt Stover comes out, yep. kicks a ball, and over the net, and about eh, 30 feet away and 20 feet behind us, some dude caught a ball, and it was his ball. You got to keep it. So the game progresses. It's not going well for our champion Steelers. They're getting their asses kicked. So it's fourth quarter. Steelers have not scored. Ravens score again. People are leaving. The beer guy's coming down. It might have been third quarter because I don't think they serve beer in the fourth quarter. So we're like, yeah, get us get, get us two more beers. We're sitting on the aisle. Okay. And I'm on the very end. Kenny's right next to me. And the beer guy comes and the people in front of us had left. So instead of what he did was he took the, the beer thing and put it on the seats in front of us and knelt down to pour the beers. As he's pouring the beers, kneeling down, Matt Stover kicks the ball over the net right to us. It hits my brother right in the chest.
0: Nice. And he,
1: he actually makes a nice catch. He holds onto it, and I immediately put my arms over top of it just in case someone was to, Try
0: to kick it out of your punch it, or it
1: out. Yeah, yeah. If, the, if the beer guy had been standing, he would have got it donked on his head because he was facing us. It would have oh, just, right don- of, it would have so donked him right on the
0: head. It's the the <laughs> on two beers boy, oh, it
1: goes on to the fans. But no, as fate would have it, Kenny cut the K-ball. So we're leaving Three Rivers. The Steelers never scored a point. Opening day against the Ravens, arch enemy. And here are these two fools in Pittsburgh gear with a football, running around like a bunch of schoolgirls, Oh, yeah. Like, woohoo! And We're, we're like posing the Heisman pose with, with, with the football. We're like throwing it to each other, you know, doing pitches and just like running around. And everyone's like, you two are a bunch of idiots. You know, we just got our asses kicked by the Ravens. And we didn't care. So later in the season, Kenny came out to Dayton because we went down to see the Cincy Bengals played the Steelers. Sure. He brought the K-ball. I took possession of the K-ball. Nice. And then next season, He took it back. I went back out there. That's right. Yeah, and I left him the K-ball. So we had this little tradition going with with the K-ball. Ah. And then I got orders. Right. So, so right. I went to Colorado. He kept possession of the K-ball. And then I went to Langley. He still had possession of the K-ball. I came back here. And when we flew out to... Uh, maine a couple of weeks ago we flew out of pittsburgh and when we cool. came back he's like i got something for you i'm like okay what you got and he comes out now he's taken the k-ball and he's encased it in glass
0: <laughs> upstairs oh my
1: God. i will have to take a picture of the k-ball and uh yeah it's that's going beautiful. in my office it's going in, in my office so that's great so anyways yeah i wanted to uh that's that story.
0: library card for, the K-Ball.
1: The k- <laughs> I'd like to sign out
0: the K-Ball for a week. Yeah,
1: That's I what mean. we do. It's like, okay, punch your card. He's got you the K-Ball. Have, we, we got to keep track straight. of the K-Ball. We might call it the Memorial Stover Ball.
0: Yeah. Matt Stover was a hell of a Yeah. yeah. Called yeah. the Stover Ball. did not Matt Stover go to Penn State? I, think he did. I don't
1: know. That's a very good question. Yeah. We don't have a, a fact. He, he could k- kick that thing like a photon torpedo.
0: Whoa, dude.
1: <laughs>
0: you better arm yourself. Sp- you better arm your photon <laughs> torpedoes, mister. Speaking of which. You got a tune for us,
1: Segway. So, since last week, you, you wrote a tune called spock fights and if folks if you haven't heard spock fights you need to go back yes yeah, you gotta go back and listen to spock fights man that's a jam it's a straight up jam <laughs> i love that so um there it is there it is there's a little taste it's very balcony
0: point <laughs> pointy. Edges it's got pointy that is, yes all it's, over that damn
1: thing but it's, but it's quite logical but every once in a while, Spock gets—he gets vicious, man. He's—he's a, he's a fighter. He kicks some ass. So,
0: so what's the name of your piece?
1: It's called Arming Photon Torpedoes. And so, the the concept of this tune is like—you're just rambling through space. You're just—you know—you're just a good old Starship Enterprise you know, visiting different planets and exploring Super with the green women, checking that stuff out and all, you know, so it's kind of got this little reggae, you know, kind of thing. And it's just, but then, you know, every once in a while, somebody comes out of nowhere and just whacks you on the head. So you've got, you've got to be paying attention. And we get to the section where they've got to arm, yeah, the photon torpedoes. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be it. Yeah, it just gets kind of crazy. So, Cool. This is called Arming Photon Torpedoes. Mr. Sulu. (laughs) (laughs) Parentheses.
0: Mr. Sulu.
1: Chekhov is parentheses in the front. And then Mr. Sulu is after the title. Arming Photon torpedoes. Torpedoes. Here we go. The
2: fall
0: should put spots rage space <laughs> we, is a lonely place
1: yeah we need we need our own st- yeah we need like our own star trek album
0: <laughs> we will put and that up William go, space
1: the fun a lonely place. you cats <laughs> you cats you space you green space cats where's that green woman i want <laughs> Bring her back <laughs> with the dark green hair <laughs> and the long nails, the long
0: green nails. That, that man had more, so. <laughs> more alien
1: <laughs> booty. booty you
0: know
1: what to do with. <laughs> so uh, progressive. So, you know, I was mentioning like these space aliens would come out of nowhere and whack you over the head. Uh, and it made me think of um this, this thing. thing. Have you heard of the OODA loop? No. So the OODA is that like the Loop. It's very similar, but not even anything like that at all. Is that purple? No. Okay. Blue. So this was. I think the guy's name was Boyd. He was a ace, a fighter pilot ace. I Boyd. And I don't think that was it either. Oh. That's you're thinking of Boyd Peterson. I don't know. <laughs> That's your next door neighbor. <laughs> yeah, what are you Boyd talking Peterson. about, Boyd Peterson? <laughs> so the OODA Loop is observe, orient, um, decide, act. So you're walking down the street and you see these, you know, suspicious characters or whatever. You observe them, right? So you have to orient yourself like, oh, maybe I need to take a little more defensive posture or maybe I need to cross the street, right? So you decide I'm crossing the street. And then you actually do it. So you cross the street, and then you, then you observe that they cross the street.
0: Uh-oh.
1: So you reorient yourself to, oh, this this really is going down. So you have to decide what to do and act. But you can use this, like, in multiple, you know, phases okay. of life, the OODA
0: loop. Okay. So. So it's, it, it sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. There's... I, mean, I was busy playing behind it, so I didn't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but you, know, you were neither I, observing I was, I think, or orienting, or, deciding. or dis- just just acting. I just looped. I just
2: looped.
1: Got a loop. So that's another thing. So the loop, I have this. It's called a looper, and for people that don't oh, know what yeah, that yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. it's it's a machine. It's just a little box. It's the size of like an old telephone. Um, Hell, most size. people
0: don't know what those things look like.
1: Well, then, what would you say? It's the size of it's the size of like
0: it's, it's smaller than a bread basket. Yeah. Bigger than a muffin tin. You can get them like. Why are we talking about food?
1: I don't. Why, I don't have any. We must be close to the finer things. But anyways, you you can just plug your instrument into it and play, and it records, and then you hit a button, and it just like it goes phrase. right back it to the beginning fra- phrases. Yeah, it goes right back to the beginning where you started. But that's a nice tool for writing for writing music. You could you could put the put the pieces
0: down and play melodies. That's kinda them. how I
1: came up or, or, or worked through the arming photon torpedoes was uh, just kind of going through the bass line and adding some chords and then going, ah, oh, this doesn't work. Do it again. Do it again, erase, redo. So Can you save that after you've done it? Like onto a USB or something? You probably could. I'm not that talented. Notice I'm not even the guy that knows how to plug the microphones in. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm I don't de- I am definitely pre production. <laughs> I don't do any. Vinny, why don't you go downstairs and start that? I'm gonna go get, I'm gonna a, go, get a beer. Get a beer and change clothes <laughs> and, and, and you know, help my wife with food because I really don't know what the hell you're doing. That's okay, neither do I, but I'll I'm doing t- it faster. Yeah.
1: I'll come down and watch you set We're up good, everything.
0: Good. We can talk. Can. How's it going over there? <laughs> Need some Ooh, help? That looks. You look busy. Yeah, yeah you look busy. <laughs> I'm gonna drink some more beer. That looks difficult. <laughs> I might switch
2: to wine.
1: <laughs> so you had something uh, for the finer things tonight?
0: Yeah, um, it's kind of a, a, an antithesis of the, of the finer things. I have a, a couple of places that Chrissy and I go to on a regular basis. You know, they're they're not like super duper like fancy places, but they're nice right. bars and restaurants where you go in there and get a nice. Nice sandwich, you know, maybe some fried chicken or, you know, some kind of good meal. Like what I consider to be a good home-cooked meal. You know, and and you want to take something out and and, and take your your wife out instead of having one of us cook. And we go to this place all the time. I'm not going to use this name because I'm going to try to be nice to him because we're we're deciding how long we're going to stay away before we come back. But right now, the last two times we've had horrible service. The waitresses are very nice. But the people in the back that are doing the shorter, the cooking stuff, they've changed staff. And we asked them for crispy French fries. We get uncrispy French fries. We ask for home fries that are done, you know, not burnt, but, you know, got that nice brownness to it. Yeah, that's mm, what you want. No, no, they're, they're not that way. And, we, and we've sent it back, said, Can we have it this way? And they sent it back pretty much the same way we got
2: it. Oh,
1: Lord.
0: So now we're having this moment where we're going, I think we should stay away from this place for a while. And it's, it, hurts, it hurts me because it's like, I've really liked the place. I've liked the place ever since I got the Dayton. But anyway, the, the, it's, it brings up a point. In, in customer service, if you treat somebody right, like the, the waitress that took care of us was phenomenal. She made you know, made, tried to make the, the other things better. But the bottom line is, you still have to do what you're supposed to when you're trying right. to serve something to somebody. You can't just hand it to them and say, this is what you get, tough. Because if you say that, I don't have to go there. I can stay home and make a hamburger. This is or, not
1: uh, communism. This is capitalism. This
0: is capitalism. You want, you, you want me to stay? You want me to do my thing? You want me to come back? You and want my me? money? You want about 25 bucks or more you know, for me coming for, you know for on a Saturday? You better make me something I like. You know? Yeah. And it's, the, it's
1: called earning
0: right. the it, business. It, well, and the, the thing is, too, there's another, another place right down the street. The only reason I bring this up is, we went to we decided not to go to the first place, so we went down to the other place. We stood where it says, please wait to be seated. And there's waitresses that are going doing things. Now they were busy, I will give them that. But we got no acknowledgement. Hey, I have got to take care of a couple of customers. I promise I'll be back for you in just a minute. Just bear with me for just a second.
1: Didn't get that.
0: Nothing. They they basically walked by us and didn't like didn't acknowledge us at all. We looked at Chrissy and said, In three minutes, we're leaving. Unfortunately, they, they they did it. because the, the only bad thing about it is we had to figure out someplace else to eat. So you know, in some respects, they think they got they got you by the by the uh, the short hairs, but they really don't. You know, no. The, the bottom line is is again, this well, is capitalism. You should the, you, you want some good food, you want to be treated right, I'll come back.
1: Well, they're just the workers; they don't care.
0: No, and that's and that's the problem.
1: The manager needs to be on on, on top of that.
0: Should be. Yeah, that's
1: you know, that's where you fail. It's like, what does a host a hostess give? two rats ass a
0: hostess doesn't even get a tip usually hostesses are like 16 to 18 year old they don't get a tip they don't care unfortunately most of them are uh, you know attractive young ladies and they're there because they're, they're they're they have a nice nice look to them you know what are you saying vinnie i'm saying that they're, they're nice. <laughs> That's very sexist
1: of you yeah well to very... be a guy that looks good how come we do not call actresses actresses anymore all the where did all the actresses go
0: well, pa- apparently that word—that's too gender-specific.
1: <laughs> I yeah. don't get don't this. Ask,
0: don't ask me; it doesn't make any sense so, to me. So, last time I checked, we both have genders, you know.
1: Well, um, I—I have plumbing. I identify with, you know, specific gender. Said said plumbing. Right,
2: and
0: i don't, I don't know how.
2: What? To I, here's
1: we're okay. Where are we going? Are we going to? can can we not be humans is it going to be a it's gotta be a dra- going to hue person andro- it's, going to it's be, a it's
0: going to be androgynous
1: sector a i i'm i'm part of the hue person race because right. it can't be a human because that's be, that's very sexist
0: right you can be a hue woman you're hue-woman. so sexist you can be a hunan walker you know. <laughs> <laughs> hunan walker is tasty stuff mm. Mm, chinese uh, food and bao chicken um, why are we back on food again? Oh well, uh, because
1: but, we're in the finer things. Right. You, you were desiring, you know, I wanted, a nice meal. I wanted
0: a nice meal. I want to be able to sit down with my wife and talk about the daily events and and get a nice meal.
1: And you get involved in this debauchery you know, silliness of uh, I want names, damn it, because I don't want to go there. No, I'm not going to give you names. I I want names. I want I want them now. Why am I... am arming there? photon torpedoes. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> names of these uh, restaurants. One is in, in, in Fairbourne it's tickets. I don't go up it's there. tickets. Well, th- what's your problem?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm safe.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't, no I don't go, ones, go to Fairbourne. No the other one's Giovanni's. Really? I, I lo- Giovanni's, they were just too damn busy. And I, and I love that place. It's not like Mama's cooking, but it's not bad. Right. You know. And tickets, we've gone there. I've gone there since I've been here in 1997. You know, and they... They gave, her the, they gave Chrissy the wrong food. That's a problem. Yeah. And when they did, the lady uh, said she was sorry. She said, there's probably the people in the back. And ha- I happened to switch. So mm. it wasn't that big of a deal. I, she, I, I had a cheesesteak. She, uh, she got the turkey with feta, but she wanted a chicken club. I wanted to, She opened it up and she goes, this is that, that, that white, crumbly, oh, that's feta cheese. You don't like that, honey. She goes, but this isn't a chicken club. So we told her, and they, they didn't offer to, to switch it out. Are you kidding me? Well, what happened was I said, I'll eat the turkey and feta. you eat the cheesesteak because I like feta cheese.
1: This is so, totally unacceptable. It is totally unacceptable. I'm writing to the management.
0: Tickets tickets will be served.
1: <laughs> they should get a ticket. That's right. I'm writing you a ticket for poor service. Poor service.
0: And, and the, the waitress was very nice. She says, I'm sorry. She says, we've had some changes. And the people in the back, she says, I've tried to explain to them. You know, and there there is a guy that, that's normally there that's like the, the food checker goes, yep, that's yeah. a t- that's turkey with fat, or that goes to the right person. I don't know what he was doing, but he was he's there. called the
1: expediter. Whatever. You know what happened to him? He was doing yoga in a parking lot. <laughs> he, got <laughs> he got run over. <laughs> he
0: got run over, and Felita was there to hold his hand.
1: He's still alive, well, yeah. but he's no longer the expediter of tickets.
0: It, it happens. He ran over his glasses, and he got projectiles in two of his eyes. Oh Both, eyes. Both eyes. We didn't
1: cover either. It it, just put, very
0: poor just self-made put, body care. just put a bicycle helmet on yeah. his head. He goes, here you go. Yeah, he should listen to his mom and dad. <laughs> That's right. Tying it all together, full. man. Tying it all together.
1: It's full. He should listen full. to mom and dad. cool Learn your lesson the hard way. Oh boy! All um,
2: right,
0: you've got another tune for us. Got another tune for us. Yep. Maybe maybe we should call this the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's <laughs> I think that's going to be learn called your the lesson hard
1: in way. the hard way. Yeah, Lessons this, in the hard way.
0: This is this is just a nice little. I don't know if you call it a rock and roll tune. or you not. Know?
1: So I get this pick. I'm gonna try to play with this with a pick.
0: You try to play with the pick?
1: No, okay. I cannot play with the pick. <laughs> <laughs> that's so hard, man. I think to, Getty plays with a pick. Yep. I know Chris Squire did. Oh, Chris Squire definitely did. He had a felt
0: pick for a while. See, I can't do it. I can't. No, that's why. That's why we don't.
1: That's why we don't stay on the Holiday
0: Inn Express, champ. Because we can't do that. Either.
1: Ah, I keep missing. It's.
0: It's just so unnatural. It's not natural at all. Derek Smalls on bass. bass. He wrote you know, this. Derek, all right, so this is the harder way. No,
1: no, I'm not about to go do a free-form jazz odyssey in front of a festival, so I mm-hmm. crowd.
0: Doing bloody Stonehenge again.
1: Yeah, Talking okay. about a Stonehenge monument. It's midgets. In yeah. danger of being crushed by yeah. dwarves.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you know, there's people that have never seen... Spinal they're not people what that the hell they talk to you about.
1: They're obviously not people that would <laughs> listen to this, they this podcast. they'd it off. You're like, like, what? Are they, up spinal what, are, what, are, what are these stupid British <laughs> accents? <laughs> Who do they think they're the Beatles? These idiots. They just play bass. They're not even good at that.
0: This is not my tone. <laughs> Otherwise, I would not be here. I would be reaping the benefits of that tone.
1: No kidding. Uh, oh, shit. I can't play with a pick. You
0: think I can?
1: Oh, oh Lord. So let's, okay. Let's play now, let's. Before we start, I want to hear a little bit about how you came about this song. Did, so, were you in the back, you know, like arranging the guitars in a certain order and a custom box went ding 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 nope. and you go oh I've <laughs> Would you like me to demonstrate this bass guitar and then like this this song just with an
0: epiphany? No, this this was an epiphany. I woke up early and I came out in the. the When you say
1: no, I say early. You mean like eight in the afternoon? (laughs) Eight
0: eight, eight p.m. in the afternoon. I got up. I went. Wow, I'm in the mood for dinner. (laughs) It's eight p.m. in the afternoon. I got up Uh, early today. I got up early today. I feel good. (laughs) I can't wait for eight a.m. in the in the late afternoon. Uh,
1: so anyways, you woke up at woke up some undisclosed time. And I,
0: and I started, started playing bass, and, and I had written the, the other piece already, so I was messing with that, just seeing you how it fleshing it out the last right, part of it. Right, And I go, well, I need something else for another tune. And then I was thinking about us talking, we had talked about doing Getty Lee. Yes, yes. And this yes. tune does not have a Getty Lee feel to it. Not but, really. But I was trying to figure out something that was a little bit more rock for you. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I went, all right, let's see what I can come up with. And I had something that was a little bit more technical than, than, than what I was doing. I was trying to have us going to play like a double line or something. Right. But, but, you know, that that slowly went away because I, I just, didn't, just didn't feel it. But the, the thing I like is the E minor down to the C C sharp minor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's just, I don't know, I, it's like a John Mayer tune. That got uh, have yeah. for the for the world to, to, for the world to rise. I don't really know what it is, but yeah, I'm just I just had fun doing it, and it was just. And then when I normally I'll play a bridge, and there was no, there's no bridge to this. No, it's know. just a
1: straight up eight bar tune, right?
0: And, yeah, and, and I, it's it's just fun to play. It's really nice to play some lines up. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I just I just liked it. It just it just and it hit me really fast. It was one of those things where I have a little red book and I just write some changes in it. Started writing and I went. Okay,
1: okay, I'm done. When you're done, you're done. When I'm done, I'm done. You just know it. You just know it, yep. Interesting. Okay. Here we go. Let's play this thing.  ¶¶
0: That. Yeah. What are you going to call it again? Was it hard, harder things or hard things? <laughs> lessons. Oh, the hard lessons. No, no. The first the one hard was way. So a, the hard way. It's a the hard, hard way. way. The hard yeah, way. that's right. That's the a hard, hard way. way. That's
1: right. Yeah. The hard way. No, that's that's. So, man, you played some really nice, like syncopated, funky stuff on there. I felt like you were playing circles around me.
0: <laughs> well, it's my <laughs> tune. I mean, I better know what the hell I'm doing. You know, I no, like your. Man. I like the way you played in your tune. No,
1: well. Tr- I'm I'm not trading fours with you anymore. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> this is my tune. I'm gonna ambush you next yeah, time. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna arm Oh, photon, photon and we use the OODA loop and come in hard just roll over you with Ch- some fours, Ch- man.
0: Chair, chairs like, damn. I, I have 17 tunes tonight. What? <laughs> <laughs> They're all an odd meter. Are you
1: are you familiar with Giant Steps? Well, this, it's much harder than this that. This is
0: Giant Steps in seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know? Oh, and we're going to take fours. Every every three beats, we're going to switch back and forth. <laughs> Ready, set, set go. go. One, two, three, now. Jerk. <laughs> Jerk. Oh, man, I'm just kidding. You sounded great. Really
0: I enjoyed
1: it. Thanks. It's a fun time. I'm, uh, so I'm playing with the rock band at work.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that?
1: It's fun. It's just, I just love being able to just play straight eighth notes. It's, it's, there's an art to it that people don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can it's play a- jazz upright bass and I know all these tunes and you can play chords on the sixth string or whatever. But I mean, it, it's like, it, it's all about, how, you know, we're, we're doing, don't stop thinking about the. To- got to have if you can't play a shuffle, yeah, just
0: quit, just go home, yeah, just go forget home. about it. And, and here's here's the I was talking to a, a friend of mine. Um, first, over were and then we we, we we called each other because I was trying to drive. I was like, I'm not texting you. He's got he's a, George Anzavino, the guy that was out for I know the, George, yeah, yeah. the guy was out for the uh, the
1: ukulele robo.
0: Well. He does, he really does, and he got himself. Uh, a small bass. It's an Ohana bass. It's a little bit bigger than my small bass. Yeah, okay. And we were talking about changing strings, and and uh, he's we we're he's he was talking about that and saying that he's learning to play now tunes that he he know he knows on piano or on trombone, mm-hmm. pop, you know pop tunes. And he says it's a different perspective playing for bass. It really is. And I'm like, yeah, dude. I said I I told him I said, welcome to the wonderful world of Vinny. And, you know, and I said, this is something that I've done. That was
1: sarcastic, Rick, the wonderful world of Vinny.
0: Shut up. <laughs> I got some fours for you. <laughs> um, but, but, well, since, it, since it's eight in the afternoon, I can do anything I want. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. Uh, it's witching got, hour, yeah, it's, eight it's, in the it's afternoon. afternoon. Yeah, bad things happen when you get to 9 p.m. because it's...
1: Oh, no! It's evening. I'm going to turn into (laughs) an apple. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm going to turn into a a,
0: pumpkin. Into a kumquat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You human kumquat. (laughs) Don't call me that. Um, Anyway, the the bass lines, we're we're talking about playing bass lines, and he's talking about... He says this famous line. He says, a good bass player can, can make up for a bad band or a bad drummer. But a bad bass player... Can ruin an entire band. Who said that? I don't know. George did. Oh, well, that's yeah, a famous yeah, quote yeah, from yeah, was, George Hand. Yeah, well,
1: I'm, I'm going to attribute that to George. Yeah, Hansen. you have to because I don't know who the hell else it is. it uh, is. You know, he anyways. probably said it. He
0: probably did. Yeah, but but he had, there's some mer- there's some merit to that. I mean, you know, not to the point where you're damning everybody else as far as their playing goes. But if you have a if you have a good drummer and you have a bad bass player, drummers can't make up for bad bass players
1: and it's hard to make up for, it really is hard to make up for a bad drummer
0: well the thing it's is hard. The, the way I look at it is this if you can get a drummer to just stay out of your way or follow you or follow you when you're in a situation where if you're the stronger player and you have the ability to have them follow you just listen to what I say and do this then it's okay because you can kind of kind of lead things around but good drummers and bad bass players to me are just it's just not a good combination I mean that's, that, that's I, me you know I, I may be wrong
1: I think you have to have a, a good foundation with with both to really start. It, it's just it's miserable. Oh yeah. When, you don't have, those two instruments on the same sheet of music.
0: How, how many times in the Air Force? I, I I figured this out at one point in time. I think it was fifteen. How many drummers did you work with in 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 your Air Force career? Oh geez, I don't know. It's a guess. In that in that time, and I'm not asking for names. Had somebody that you really liked and went. Oh Christ! This person was wonderful, but also had the ones where you went, "This is going to be a work in progress." Oh yeah, oh yeah, more of the work in progress, or more? Of no,
1: the, I, the, I, I would say more. More people I enjoyed playing with. Yeah, um, the
0: longer you played with them, the more, the more interesting. You would develop
1: and take things to different levels and start to, you know, be able to finish each other's licks and feels you know things
0: of that I, nature I knew I'm, I'm going to use his name because I, mm-hmm. I really like him as a player you remember Bob Green yeah I played with Bob in Hawaii right I was playing with Bob in Japan then he went to Hawaii I, I was also playing with him at Scott well a little bit of Scott we didn't do a lot of stuff together at Scott um, but then he came back here and from from Japan and um, I he's one of those guys that when I sit down and play with him he is he is one of these people where he's very learned. Like, he can sit there and play odd meter times and, and do hemiolas and all that stuff when he plays, and and I just go, look, I'm playing the lick, and I know what lick you're playing, and but if you ask me to start telling you what I'm doing, you know, it's going to come out like mush, you know. So we, we would do these things when we were playing in the rock band in Japan before he made it to you. Right. And we we would start playing these grooves, and we'd, like, syncopate time and throw the beat, and it was great. So we get we get do something and we repeat it. And some of them were hemiolas, and Bob, Bob, God, God bless him, he would get to the point where he was starting to get happy and he's smiling and he's making faces. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I would stop because we had done this like for like six or seven minutes, and it's this natural end has got to come. Not Bob; he's just he's he, so he's going. just going. <laughs> you know, he could have, he could have just perpetually gone off into the. To I know the the that face the you're talking about cause, oh, he's happy yeah, as hell and he yeah, just yeah, starts giggling and, and <laughs> laughing, and you're just looking at him and going. <laughs> Dude, we stopped. Don't no, no, don't we stopped about ten minutes ago, but 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 that kind of drummer, you can sit down there and play and play with, and you're like, everything he does is is cool. I can I can deal with any of this stuff,
1: right? You know? And then there's times you, like you get hired to do a gig, and you sit down, and it's like you know within the first two bars that, oh my god, this, this is, is going to be, be an, like pulling teeth. The longest night of my life, yeah. and you're still trying to be nice to the person, but it's like. Well, of
0: course, uh, you know, you know it, it, everybody needs to know where they fit in the food chain, and everybody needs to understand that no matter who you are, there's always somebody out there that's better than you, and and and, exactly, there's, and yeah. sometimes the people that are better than you are really nice, and some people that, that are better than you are assholes. Yeah, we talked about bullies on the bandstand, right?
1: and I try not to be one, especially if, if you know, I'm playing with someone that's especially younger, trying sure. to help them out and talk
0: about, you know, but, but things. With, without, but without saying this specifically to the musicians that you're dealing with now, Hmm. There's also a point where you can you can take the hit and you can say, all right, I'll, I'll change what I'm playing. I won't be as busy or I'll just try to be simple and we and, and we'll just keep going. And then you get to that point where it hits and you're going, fuck this. I can't take this anymore. You know, dude, what are you doing over there? Stop. You know, well,
1: sometimes it doesn't matter what you're doing. They're, they're just bad. They're
0: just bad. Yeah. yeah or you, or, or you can say, it. look, I can't make this any simpler. You, this, you is this is where we are. This is where we are. And yeah. and there, I don't try to get to that point on purpose. But like, I'll, I'll use this, this isn't a, the Weller story, but I do have a Weller story about the drummer. Uh, drummer. Um, there was a guy that came in to play back when I was at McGuire. And I was young and, and and I said what was on my mind. I didn't sugarcoat it at all. And this guy came in and he was from California and we started playing in the big band. Well, big band for me in the East Coast is you are on the edge of, edge of your seat pushing your living ass off.
1: You have to to carry a band to
0: the point to the point where you are almost nearly rushing, you know. So the drummer and I are playing, and he goes, "Man, you're rushing." I go, "No, I'm not." He goes, "You're rushing," and he says, "This is where the beat is." And I finally got mad enough where I said, "What coast are we on?" And he goes, "East coast." There's your answer. Well, there's a difference between out of my way.
1: There's a difference between rushing and playing on the front of the beat.
0: This guy was this guy was playing West Coast. It was. On the beat, maybe slightly behind. You so for him, you
1: can't play behind the beat with a big band, no. Because the next thing you know, you're ten, all 20, right. 30 clicks behind. Right. You have to kick them in the ass, especially. always,
0: always. Oh. You got to kick them in the ass, and if you don't, you, you'll like you say, you'll 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 sink to the high heavens. I, I I did a gig with a local guy in town with the Dayton Jazz Orchestra. He and I played together for a while. We were right on it. And the band is watching us play like, holy shit, they're kicking our asses. Yeah. Keep up. Keep up. Because Keep we're not going
1: to slow we're down. Not,
0: we are not slowing down. This is the time.
1: Here it is. It's you know. it's an interesting concept because I was thinking about it today when I was playing. The bass is a very technical, hard instrument to play. It's It's like to get the notes out because it speaks very
0: slowly. Right,
1: it, la- it lags, yeah. It lags because you're dealing with the low end and the sound waves form slowly, so it takes longer for people to hear those waves. So I think inherently as, as we learn and we start to develop our skills on this instrument, we make up for it. And I think a lot of bass players that make it into the world where we play at they rush because they're overcompensating for the difficulty of, of playing an instrument that's in the low end. And the, the physical difficulty, too, it's big, it's, it's especially if you're playing upright. It's a, it's a big, yeah, upright, uh, cumbersome thing. And, and, and to play it well, you've got to get after it. And, man, it's easy to overcompensate. As you as you get older and and, and get into it, and you I, for me at least, I was playing today and I was thinking about this. I'm like, just gotta just gotta stay in the pocket, baby. Yeah, just gotta stay in the pocket and not push. Yeah, especially when you when you're reading something you don't know, I think you're more inclined instead of like to like fall behind or get lost. It's it's for me, it's it's like to get anxious. Right, and then I think you have this perception of time going by slower than it is and you start to rush yeah i think it's harder to to sit back
0: when especially when you're reading or uncomfortable and and just relax the other thing this doesn't apply to upright because i think you're right (coughs) upright is like you're you're tackling a a brick wall (laughs) and and you have to get up and do it do it again but playing the electric bass when i talk to my to, to students that i do have which aren't many but the students that i do have i say look the bass is supposed to be in a natural extension of you that means you're not supposed to fight the thing. If you fight it, like you grab it too hard, or you or you put your hands in the wrong place, it's not going to be forgiving, like a golf club or a baseball bat. You know, you're you're gonna <laughs> like
1: walk, those are forgiving. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I, no I, golf club I, is I, not forgiving.
0: I... I, 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 I golf over shoot over 100. There's nothing that's forgiving about me except except maybe alcohol and a cigar. Um, but the, the point is is that you should be able to pick up the instrument and play it. And be Four! Play it I should have said two. <laughs> I, should have, I should have said, what the hell? Where did this ball go? Um, uh, but it should be a natural extension of what you're doing. So you should you'd be able to pick up the instrument and naturally naturally play. And if you do that, then all the other stuff that we're talking about, all the the time pocket understanding where you belong listening to that is now free and open for you to digest but if you're over here, here going uh, i don't know what well
1: yeah going. i think then, there's a certain amount of mastery of the instrument in and of itself which we're all in different stages of sure of course and even no matter what stage you're in i think there's this, a sense where you just need to once you start playing a tune especially in a performance to be able to sit back okay. and really not get in that hyper state of oh, oh crap, oh crap, uh, oh. and I think I when I hear a lot of bass players, man, a lot of times I hear people really doing the oh crap thing. Well, just they're just on the front unnecessarily. I'm not talking about what you were talking about earlier. You were talking about living on the front end of the beat to pull to pull the rest of the band along, so you don't slow down right. and end up 20 clicks slower than where you started. I'm I'm not talking about that because it's a cons- you're actually making a concerted effort mm-hmm. to live live there for for a specific, reason. For a specific reason. reason. And I think you need to do the same thing when you're in a smaller group. It's contrary to that. It's just like you need sometimes to just because a lot of times I I just I don't know sometimes I feel people push yeah. and they push and it's
0: like, and man... That, and that goes back down to... We're talking about the drummer, because I'm going to tell the Waller story here in a minute. When you talk about marrying that with the drummer, you guys both have to have that idea of where that pocket is. Yeah. And and if it means that you're sitting slightly, just slightly behind things, and maybe the drummer's pushing just a little bit more because that, it needs a little bit of that in there, or the the line he's playing is more complicated. Sammy Kestenholz and I, he would brought this up to me, and he would say things like, this is a bass-centric tune, or this is a drum-centric tune. So you, if it's a bass-centric tune, I'll follow uh, you. I'm just playing. I'm going to follow you. You do whatever yeah. it is you do. I gotcha, man. <coughs> it took me a long time to understand that concept in a rock band setting, in a jazz band setting. You know, you you have a concept of where you belong in the rhythm section, and you're pushing, and the drummers the drummers with you, but it's basically your hand your hand and glove. In a rock band setting, if if the if the drum, if it's a drum tone, it's a, a lot of drum stuff. You just need to stay behind, and you just need to n- lay it down. Well, and that's that can it.
1: create a little more tension, which is good sometimes.
0: Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, for it,
1: sure. Yeah. I'm playing with um, first time I played with Andy Wensnikowski. God bless you. Yeah, <laughs> excuse me, but Andy's a great player. Yeah. Just and he's been in for a little while, right? He's yeah, he's a tech sergeant. So oh, okay, been, he's so been he's been, been, been around. A- yeah, he's no spring chicken yeah he say has his sit sounds a little bit like uh gad he's got this Correct. yeah it's it's kind of a little muffly the little moon gel stuff, yeah, yeah. it's just it and he's got it kind of set up like you know real it's i'm like okay, yeah yeah i' I'm digging this, it's fun, so he's he's fun to play with, and it's nice to sometimes just be able to re- rely on someone that's got a good time, and you right. just go, i just need to I
2: see
1: and listen to what whatever they're doing. Just lock in, right? And just leave it there, and, and then they, don't move. And then they've got to the trust that I'm going to be there, so they can do some things when they want to, and you know. And if I want to do something, you know, like into the next phrase or whatever, there's some trust.
0: They'll let you do they, they, well. They'll let you do it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. So, anyways, that's. Uh, Little tangent about, I'm sorry to get deep into the weeds of music, but it we
0: are on bass. End off point. Well,
1: let's get off point. Let's, uh, let's uh, take uh, me to the
0: Weller. All right, the Weller story uh, has to do with a, a drummer. Um, his name is Jerry Thomas. Uh, okay. Jerry Thomas uh, was a was a timpanist in the Air Force Band when he first got in. Mm-hmm. He had an eight year break in service, in which time he worked at a Western sizzlin. <laughs> Jerry was a, he still is a a phenomenal guy, but Jerry um, came back in and he started working at Scott, and I was at Scott with him, um, and we wound up going, I wound up going to Japan, and um, Jerry wound up showing up, and Alan Sirix, who was a commander at the time, comes over and asks me, he goes, hey Vinny, uh, you know Jerry Thomas? I go, yes sir. He said, what do you think of Jerry? I said, sir, he's a hell of an NCO, he's a hell of a percussionist, and he's a hell of a guy. Okay. Well, what does he play set, or how's his set playing? I said, sir, he's a hell of an NCO. He's a hell of a percussionist, and he's a hell of a nice guy. You
1: he didn't hear me the first time.
0: Yeah, and he's like, "What about his?" And I'm like, I'm looking at him I'm like, I, I, you know, did you watch Bambi? If I can't say anything nice about his about his drum set playing, am I gonna say anything at all? He goes, "Well, he's coming." So, the preface to this was Jerry thought he was going to wind up getting orders eventually. So I was in the band. Rock, one of the rock bands at, at Scott and we went out to do, to do a gig and Jerry came out to play and Jerry is so classically oriented he didn't know you know, what time was or what everything was so we started a tune and we, he's, he was doing Freeway of Love and he started it off too fast so the guitar player looks at me and goes, Vinny, that's wrong I go, it's wrong? He goes, yeah, it's wrong, make him stop We're on a gig, dude. Make him stop. Make him stop. I said, "You make him stop." You're a master sergeant. I'm a staff sergeant. What do you, you know? Oh, okay. Jerry. He goes, "Yeah." You need to stop. I go. He goes, "What?" I go, "Stop, Jerry." He goes, "Stop?" I said, "Stop." Stop. (laughs) So there's a picture. I'm I'm gonna get take a picture of this and send it to you of him. He's he's making like a like a you know a a rock and roll pose with the string sticks crossed, and I'm in the back going, "Oh my God, what this, but." It, it, it gets worse oh Lord so he goes to Japan with me they put him in the rock band so now he's in the rock band and we're playing like knock on wood and we're playing you know uh, you know hard to handle and, and all this other stuff and Jerry uh, he says Vinny, he says I don't I don't know any of these tunes oh jeez. I, I, I said, don't worry Jerry I'll help you he goes you will I said I promise I'll help you He goes okay so we get to the tune I said, okay Jerry, uh, we're going to do hard to handle. Goes okay, Vinny. Sticks or brushes, <laughs> and I go, Jerry. It's a rock and roll tune. It sticks. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. So, rock and rock and roll. I go, yeah. So he's he's doing this, but you know, he, it's like he's he, there's so many holes in his in his learned ability. It's like Swiss cheese. You might get a you know, on the on the on the hi hat, but nothing like the real tune. So the the again, you know, tech sergeant, and I'm a I'm a staff sergeant. Um, would you help him? Yeah, I'm trying to, you know? So the, the entire time he was there, he, he was in that sticks and brushes mode, learning these tones. Oh, it's terrible! it was terrible. Uh, his wife came to see us at a concert and this was about maybe six months before I left. And he was getting to the point where he was starting to improve to the point where when you're that, good. when you're that bad, you know, on You set, can make leaps and bounds, <laughs> really. Leaps and bounds yeah. to the point where somebody goes, oh my God, you sound fantastic. So his wife goes... I think the umbilical cord is finally cut between you two, or, or, it's, or it's stretching pretty far. I go, yeah, it's not that far, you know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so Jerry went to DC, and when Colonel Syrix went out to out to take uh, DC over, I told Syrix the story about sticks or brushes, and and uh, well, I mean he was there, but Syrix didn't stay in Japan. He came back right. back uh, to Hanscom. So when he went out there, he told Jerry, you know, sticks or brushes. Walked up and said, sticks or brushes? Nate Levy did the same thing because Nate was here and I told, oh, I told him the story. Jer- Jerry, God, re- God bless him. I almost said, God rest his soul, he's not dead. He, right. I, I, You know, I, he, he wound up buying a Pearl set over in Japan, came back with the damn thing. And I, I don't know if he did anything more with it. But that guy went through a, a metamorphosis from, you know, fen- phenomenal percussionist to, to, to decent drummer, you know. Jerry. Jerry Thomas. Did you play with Jerry Texter? No, but I know Jerry Texter. Okay. Yeah, same thing with you know, Dumb Dave and <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> did I tell that story? Yes, you did. Yes, she I don't
1: did. know if I told that on.
0: Probably it may have been. A, it, it might
1: been a, a beta, a beta, beta story. story. We'll have to save that one. That's we'll a save good. That for a it's a very similar story though. Right.
0: right, right, right. Except Dave was a little bit more forceful, and I was, I was. Yeah,
1: you're more, a nice I, guy. I was cajoling <laughs> you. It was rather forceful. But rather, rather forceful. Yeah. We're gonna get this right, or else. One, two. A one, two.
0: <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> that's too fat. Jesus Christ, told you.
1: Blah <laughs> blah. <laughs> Try it again. One, uh, two. Jerry.
0: <sighs> there's a, there's also a story about Jerry that I'll, I'll share another thing about about when we left. I left the Far East, and um, I got we, we got taken out to a. A strip club in Korea. I don't know if I told you that story. No. I'll, I, I guess I can save that one. Save that for another. I'll save that for another Weller. Strip. Take me to the Double Weller. Way. Yep. Yep. So. All
1: right. We've covered Getty Lee. Listen to your mom and dad. Sulfate and buddy care. This is like an Air Force briefing. So if you've ever been in the Air Force or any military organization, this is how briefings go. I'm going to come in with my PowerPoint slides and I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you then I'm going to tell you and when I'm done I'm going to tell you what I told you. So, in conclusion we talked about rental scams. Listen to your mom and dad. (laughs) Self-aid and buddy care. (laughs) Do not do yoga in parking lots.
0: (laughs) Without a yoga mat and Felita the Rock.
1: (laughs) We discussed the history of the K-ball, which I now have possession of.
0: That's not the nuclear football. It is not.
1: But it is in a nice glass case, which I'm going to take a picture of and put online. Once I clean it up and inflate it, it's a little deflated.
0: Well, you know, don't don't make it too much. Tom Brady won't. (laughs) Oh! Oh, hold it. That's,
1: the, yeah, that's for all you New England fans
0: out there. The Eagles did beat you. How oh my. Oh I guess my. it's one to one. Whatever. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> it's upsetting. Ah. They have
1: more Super Bowls than the Steelers. Oh, no, they don't. They have the same. Maybe this will be our year. But I digress. We talked about bad service in the finer things. <laughs> and Vinny's a penchant for feta cheese. <laughs> um,
0: and we can conclu- ch- stuff, yeah. Yes. And, and we, we concluded
1: with a Weller story, sticks, sticks or, or brushes. brushes sir. <laughs> so we hope you've enjoyed this installment of On Base and On Point. And we I uh, think we're going to move on to another bass player next time, but we may come back and revisit Geddy Lee. Okay. Talk who's, about. Who's,
0: who's next? Mm, I a, mean, I got to go home and do homework, you know. You talked about Rush all the time. I just said 2112. So, that's a know. good album. I yeah, like 2112. I like 2112. <laughs> I was. Yeah, thanks. I think, who's the next? Guy, I think the guy was in the cave. <laughs> I'm going to grab him and hold him and pivot first. Boop, Say goodnight, JR. Not yet.
1: Not yet. We're going (laughs) to... I'm not saying... No! I will hold on to this microphone. You will pry it out of my cold, dead hands because we're going to pick a bass player.
0: Oh, all right. Who do you want to pick? How about Sting?
1: Okay. next, Next week's bass player... Gordon Sumner. ...will be Gordon Sumner from The Police and an illustrious solo career that he's had. New album coming out, so this will be perfect.
0: Oh, cool. I'm glad All that's right. a good good idea. What? I'm glad you thought of it. Well, I thought you said Sting.
1: <laughs> this is how I got promoted.
0: Did, did Raise you, you, arm, extend arm, <laughs> past head, hands Pat 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 on son s- back. Oh, you dislocated your, your shoulder. Time for some self aid and buddy care. <laughs> Say goodnight, JR. Goodnight, JR. <laughs>